Tuesday evening, a fine Tuesday evening. It's a TA Tuesday for sure. Reagan, I have a question to start right. the show. Last right. Monday, you had tacos, and you're like, why are we having tacos on Monday? So did you ha- did you correct it this week? We haven't had tacos at all. So wow. No correction made. No correction. It was not Taco Tuesday. It was like Sausage and green beans Tuesday. That's that's what it All was. Right. Sausage and green beans. <laughs> anyways, I mean it was it was still good. It was still good. It was all right. So, anyways, well, uh, obviously, uh, Zach mm, got some stuff to discuss uh, about this past weekend and the Tigers. Um, uh, yeah, one one pretty, and we're gonna get into that later here a little bit. Um, but first, uh, I mean, hot topic of the day, uh, Zach. I, I get sick of this. Okay, I, I got to be honest. I get sick of this crap. Oh my goodness, he posted something. Of when is he's wearing LSU stuff? Oh my goodness, he's coming back to LSU. Uh, everybody, get ready. He's about to hit the transfer portal. <laughs> LSU, blah blah blah. Like every time, like it does not. Guys, the Rick stuff, okay? Every time a kid, a college kid posts something on his social media, it does not have to be encrypted of something about him about to make some major move. Like, we way overanalyze things and way uh, overthink things when it comes to literally like 20 and 22, 21-year-olds' social media posts. Like, the kid ain't coming back to LSU. So, like, move on. Like, it ain't happening. That's my thoughts on it, Zach. Um, I think he's just making a post, like, honestly. And Preston Preston Guy of Tiger Bait uh, made it known on Twitter that that his sources were saying that he was not coming back. Um, That's my point, though. Why are we having to source that? I don't know. Why, why are we having to source that? Like, and that apparently the picture was just posted to look back on the time when things were uh, when he was healthy and things were going better. Apparently, that's 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 what they're saying. So I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Man, I, I get it. I get it. But what, I mean, what's your thought on? That? I mean, obviously everybody's talking about it, but I mean, I don't really have a thought on it. Honestly, I'm just like, okay, there's. There, there's that, you know, like, and, and yeah, I think there's a lot of LSU fans probably definitely um, misinterpreting uh, a 20, 20 year old's post on 
Instagram. Um, yeah. It's nothing more than posts. There's no announcement. I do not believe anything is encrypted. I do not think he's coming back to LSU. Um, I, I got to be honest. I don't even want him to come back to LSU. I, I really don't. I mean, dude, dude can't even get on the field at Alabama. Um, and LSU's moved on. They have since moved on. Um, so why re-bring that up and rehash, have rehash, you know, everything. I, I, it's just, it would be a mess. Um, I get it. I get why some LSU fans are like, Hey, we need help. Do you really though? Do you really? Like, I don't think the corner, the corner back room has really struggled a lot this season. I understand against Tennessee, they had some, had some, uh, bad plays, had a, had a rough performance, but. I mean, all reality is they've got to help their own. Good, good receivers. You were just yeah. not the better team. I mean, that, that's – You just weren't the better team. So, but, I mean, throughout the rest of the season, they've looked good. So, just move on. Just move on, Tiger fans. Yeah, and move on. I mean, look, if the dude was hitting the transfer portal, number one, I don't think he's coming back to LSU. And he let's to just sit. say hi- – hi- hi- Unless he was a graduate. Yeah, I mean, let's just say hypothetically he considered LSU and he chooses LSU. I mean, yeah, you welcome him back. The dude's got talent, okay? He's got talent, but it's just not going to happen. I think that that's unreasonable. Um, The the dude came to LSU uh, during a very bad time. I mean, it's the same with Max Johnson. You don't blame the kid for leaving either. Um, like you hate that he leave he left, and you also really hate that he goes to an SEC West school. Same with Max Johnson, yeah. same with Elias Ricks. You hate that. I mean, it just stinks. But that's the way it goes with the new, you know, uh interconference transfer rule. Um, it stinks. You'd like to have him because he's a great talent, but it is what it is. It was a bad chapter. Uh, I mean, in LSU, uh, you, you they left, I mean, because of that. I mean, it was a toxic environment. It was bad play. It was bad coaching. It was uh, a horrible time. And, and you were losing games left and right. Uh, so you don't blame the guys uh, for leaving. But, yeah, it stinks. So every little post, uh, let's not overreact about. I mean – as soon I, I literally got out of class, pulled it up and saw the picture, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" There, the, the whole all of social media is gonna be like, "Oh, is he coming back?" Is it? And I, I was like, I, "I don't have to scroll through Twitter. I don't even have to scroll through Twitter. I already, you know. already know." I go to Twitter. Sure enough, it was all of that crap. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Look, the, the kid's at Alabama. He's gonna stay at Alabama. He may not be starting this year. You know, he, 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 his draft stock may drop a little bit and he may decide to stay another year, uh, because it just wasn't the year he expected. It wasn't the transition he expected. But guys, the dude, uh, I don't know who's starting over him. I know like Kool Aid McKinstry and I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, one of them may end up going to draft this year and then Ricks may start next year and have a great year in Alabama. Uh, he's been battling injury too, um, yeah. so he's not coming back. It was just a post. Wish the kid well, and move on. And also, I, I mean, all those players left. 
you know, yes, some fans got some, you know, upset with him about how things were handled and whatnot. Uh, maybe a little bitterness because, you know, he wouldn't get the NIL money he thought he was, you know, which isn't the right mind frame to have as a, as a teammate. Um, but at the same time, you, you wish him well and you turn the page per se. I think I saw somebody say that uh, on Twitter today. You, you turn yeah. the page from that chapter. It was a bad era. It was a bad time those two years. Uh, and you've moved on. You've turned a new leaf. You got a new coaching staff, uh, new players. You're trying to build a culture. Let's not, you know, rip the rip the scab off of an old wound. Let's <laughs> let's let the the wound heal, right? Um, leave it be. Let those players be. Let them go play. You know, I, I sure hate that Max Johnson got hurt, and it looks like he's out for the year. I hate that for him. I mean, I, I like it for LSU's chances in Kyle Field, that's for sure. <laughs> but you hate it for him. Hate that Riddick's has been battling injury. Wish the best to them. Move on. Done. Done. That's what I, my thoughts on that. So, Zach, obviously October is here. It's a big month, obviously, for all of college football. I mean, Brian Kelly would describe it as a month of contenders. Uh, are you a contender or a pretender? But it's also the month of playoff baseball, and I, I'm going to tell you, I don't, I don't watch Major League Baseball until it comes to October. I, I yeah, I'm right there with you. Right I don't there watch a lick of it, and then it gets really interesting. And I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch. It's the same with NHL. It's the same with NBA. I don't watch any of it because the regular season's boring. But dude, these the the the, the pro playoffs are, are are a lot of fun to watch because they're actually trying. You know, I mean, 160 game, 160, 162 game regular season. I'm sure there's fans out there that argue it needs to be that many, you know, whatever it may be. But for me, at some point in the 162 season, you're going to you're going to come to a game. You're just, just going to be like, uh, we, we got to take a few guys off, blah, blah, blah. It's the same with the NBA. Uh, this game's not so important. We'll sit these guys and the game's boring. Yeah, but. In major, you know, once it gets to the playoffs, you're playing your best guys, you're playing your best ball, you're you're giving 100% effort, and they look like pros out there, and it's a lot of fun to watch. So, yeah. I watch it. I hate the Cardinals are out, but obviously the Astros are still in. I know I may get some hate comments for that, but look, I, 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 ever since Bragg went to the Astros, I've been a Astros fan. Uh, so, I still pull for Get out of here with that. So obviously the Cardinals are out. I'm a Cardinals fan, so yeah, it's heartbreaking. You, you tip your cap to to Yadi A, uh, Yadi, um, Pujols, Wainwright. It's over. It's over. It's a bro. great. I mean, legendary players. Nobody will probably ever wear the number four, number five. <sighs> Wainwright wear fifty, right? Am I getting that right? Yeah. They'll, they'll never wear that number again. Just like nobody will ever wear number nine at LSU again. Um, so you tip your cap to them. Uh, they had a great career. They're Hall of Famers. Uh, but now it's time to to watch the Astros. And boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy, <laughs> it wasn't for Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani. Mister Alvarez would probably be your MVP this year uh, for the Astros and. 
boy, he pulled an MVP move today. Astros literally trail the game until the final pitch. Uh, Bregman, clutch, clutch. In the eighth inning, pulls you within two. Yep. Two-run homer. Got to love the LSU boy. You got to love it. You know, just like NFLSU, it's – I don't know how you would say that. MLB LSU. You got to, you, you, but you you got to love it uh, to to see it for him. But boy, the bottom of the ninth got interesting when you get uh, one on, and then you get down to your final out. You got Pena up. He gets down to his final strike. He gets a hit, gets on base, and Alvarez comes to bat. Does the rest? Does what Alvarez does, and he freaking sent a moonshot. <laughs> the second deck in Minute Maid Park, and yeah, Bobby cool. and I here had a little, little uh, celebration uh, here in the living room behind me. I uh, didn't, we I didn't know room. you were, you were really that big into MLB postseason. I mean, I, I always watch the Cardinals in the postseason. The, oh, the postseason Cardinals lit, fan. For all you, lit. all you listeners, all you viewers, uh, if you're watching. Uh, if you're gonna listen on the audio uh, on the audio <laughs> podcast, uh, yeah, I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan. I did not know Reagan followed the Strohs that much. Honestly. Okay, well, you know, you're gonna hit the boo button again. I know you're gonna hit the boo button. Okay, I'm so ready. You might as well go ahead and get ready. Since the Astros won in 2017, <laughs> okay, yes, we know they cheated. All right, move on, move on, move on. They're still the favorite to win the World Series and have them, I think, for like the past two two or so years. Anyways, they're favored to win it again, and they look <laughs> like it today. Uh, even though Justin Verlander had an off day, uh, <clears throat> the bullpen does what it needs to do to hold the Mariners at bay and to give the Astros an opportunity to win the ball game, and they did in dramatic fashion. Uh, who cares about Aaron Judge and his stupid 62 home runs interrupting college football? Who, <laughs> who cares about it? We never it? talked about that, but wasn't that one of the weirdest things? It's like we interrupt, annoying. This, we interrupt this programming to uh, bring to show you Aaron Judge. Uh, and a chance. Oh, I mean, I get not. it. It's history. I get it. Totally understandable, but like, just like, just let us know. Don't don't do a side by side. Hey, with, hey, like a bunch of people watching that really don't care at all. Yeah, yeah like yeah. we don't care. Like, I, I mean, unless you are a college football fan who also happens to be, you know, an Aaron Judge fan, you know, like, okay, it makes sense. But like, otherwise, don't 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 clip. Don't clip and do it side by side. Just just let us know it's happening. I just gotta say also the fact that Barry Bonds, number one, is not in the Hall of Fame is criminal. Number two, Aaron Judge got all the attention for number 62, while Barry freaking Bonds is sitting over there with this real record of 73. Single game record. Yeah, yeah. He he took whatever, uh, and 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 you know probably didn't get to the Hall of Fame, 
because he took what you know p what one of the peds um that's a shame barry bonds is one of the greatest baseball players of all time and the fact that he's not in the hall of fame is inexcusable the fact that we just ignore the fact that he had 73 home runs uh in a single season and act like oh that never happened is absolutely ridiculous absolutely really ridiculous i don't really care it's that's that's about as bad as like taking the the Heisman from from Reggie Bush, Reggie and then, Bush. oh now we got oh now we got nil oh now we got nil yeah it's okay now like right after it happened yeah, yeah. yeah. that that irritates me anyway hey but you 11, know what eleven more home runs than sixty two but 11. you know what we got some LSU boys representing in the. In the Why? major league postseason, Aaron yeah. Nola had a day the other day against Aaron Nola. I, unfortunately, as a St. Louis fan, I had to watch a former LSU player who I used to cheer for and love dearly just oh, just so light good. us up. No good. Just shut it down. Six just and two throws. Absolutely and, nothing. And completely destroy and derail the St. Louis Cardinals' hopes of a postseason run with it being Yachty and. Our balls and Wayno's last season, <laughs> like just yeah. shut it down. And it was an LSU guy. Of course, Kevin Gosman had a, had a really good night. Um, you know, Aaron Nola uh, had his night. Obviously, Austin Greg's had got a, the home run today. His brother uh, Bregman playing well as as well. And then you have DJ Lemayhew um, also playing well for the Yankees. So pretty cool. Um, but you know what's also going on right now, Reagan. We mentioned this on Friday is scrimmage baseball. Scrimmage. baseball. Love it and uh, excited Love to it. announce that next Monday, so uh, almost a week from today, we will be doing a show, and Chris Demui will be joining us. Of course, everybody knows Chris Demui, former LSU and uh, former LSU national champion. Uh, champion. Uh, he'll be joining us. He actually went, I think, to Thursday and Friday's game, and he's also going to Thursday and Friday's game this upcoming weekend. And so uh, we want to get his take and 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 hear what he has to say on what he's seeing. Uh, he's actually getting to be there and and lay his eyes on the players and see what's going on. I know he really likes what he's seeing out of Thatcher Hurd, which is really encouraging. If y'all haven't yet, go and listen to his latest podcast. On the sixty foot six inch LSU pod, uh, and he kind of talks about all the everything that's been going on recently with the scrimmages and this past weekend. So for sure, if you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it. Um, Give him a follow uh, on all his social media and uh, join us on Monday to preview that. But um, yeah, Reagan, uh, pretty exciting. They're going to be doing uh, another uh, weekend of fall scrimmages. This Thursday through um, Sunday. Yeah, I'm. Mean, I, 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 the excitement continues to grow. I mean, you're look. If y'all, if you don't follow him on Twitter, you need to go follow the LSU baseball data page. Yes. Um, keeping up with like the home runs, uh, you know the the exit velocities of the some of their hits. I mean, when you're seeing, you know, three or four different times guys touching 109 on exit velocity, it's like Tommy White, Tommy Tanks. Whoo! Uh, yeah, it, it's it's really exciting. It's hard to manage. Uh, uh, like I said, manage expectations. You don't want to get your it's hard to manage expectations. Too high. Past year, imagine how hard it's past year. Okay, 
yes, like this past year, yes, it was hard to manage expectations because I think we were blinded a little bit by the lineup, and the lineup was was really good. Uh, and it did good. It did very well. well. We were blinded by the starting pitch. No, I'm saying we were blinded by the lineup to not see the fact that oh, the yeah. pitching wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And the pitching wasn't there this past year, and that was your struggle. I mean, I, I mean that was very obvious um, uh, this past season. Um, you had great lineup, and you had a lineup that, that very easily did the job to win that regional against Southern Miss. But your pitching failed you. Jay Johnson recognized that. He let you know that. And, boy, he went to work on fixing that. I mean, Thatcher Hurd, Paul Skeens, Christian Little. I mean, you got freshmen coming in. Chase Shores, um, Griffin Herring. I'm missing one. Oh, Jay Newt. Uh, and then, of course, you're returning Ty Floyd, who's – Velocity sounds to be up. Grant Taylor had a phenomenal summer up in Cape Cod. Um, so, yeah, your, your pitching's looking good on top of adding more talent to this lineup. Uh, yeah. I mean, you lose Jacob Berry, you lose a massive chunk of home runs, but you add Tommy Tanks, who hit 27 last year as a true yeah. freshman. Krista yeah. Moody, he gave a, like, imagine this lineup, and it was like Tommy Tanks at third. Um, Jordan Thompson at short, Gavin Gidry slash Gavin Dugas at second, Trey Morgan at first, Cruz in center, Pearson in left, um, Steven, Stevenson slash Joe Bear slash Kling in right, Malazzo slash Brady Neal. Brady Neal, bro. At catcher. Brady uh, Neal, bro. With a starting with a starting rotation of Thatcher Hurd, Paul Skeens, <sighs> Flash, Christian Little, Slash Top All those that's, guys. That's bro, that's the thing is you have multiple starters now. Yeah. Multiple. You Where last year you didn't. You didn't even know you didn't know who your stars were going to be. You had one in Tyler Floyd who finally kind of solidified himself at the end. But of the he season. came on late. Late. Came on late. <laughs> came on late. Uh, exciting. I mean, very exciting. Hard to manage your expectations. We're going to hear from Chris DeMui, uh and, and um, his, you know, take from literally going there, seeing it in person. Yeah. Um, and, and Chris is going to give you better insight than what, than what me and Zach can because he knows a lot more, more about baseball than we do. Uh, the details of pitching. That's why I like having Demui on. We we can talk hitting all day, and that's exciting. But Demui knows the mechanics of pitching because uh, he did it. Um, and, and so I'm excited about having him on to do that. So really looking forward to that. So y'all come back on um, for not th this weekend or next. next. It'll be Monday. So the next Monday we'll have not him on. Not the next on. show, but the next. Yeah, two shows. Uh, Y'all be sure to tune in so you can hear Demui's takes on on the team. Uh, all right, Zach, we got to move on from talking baseball and whatnot. Yeah, to discuss. Uh, I mean, we we we've been look, we've been beating around the bush. We didn't want to talk about. <laughs> really, we've it. been avoiding it. <laughs> avoiding it. No, look, I, I mean, look, it is what it is. You got your teeth kicked in Saturday uh, against a very talented Tennessee team who I. Truly believe 
You shot you shot yourself in the foot, and while you were looking down, shooting yourself in the foot, they kicked you in the teeth. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, I mean, they drop kick you while you were shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, um, it was brutal. You, I. This is a Tennessee team that I think very well could go beat Alabama this Saturday. Oh, I'm truly. I'm taking them. I'm, I, I mark it right now. I'm when we do our TA and balcony Bengals picks. I'm picking Tennessee. I very well will pick Tennessee right alongside you. Hinton Hooker's the real deal. He's thrown two picks since he took over the starting job at Tennessee since Tennessee last year. I don't know how many touchdowns, but I think the last count I had it was 36 and two, and he threw some more on Saturday. So he may be getting close to, you know, 40 touchdowns, two interceptions since he took the starting job. He's a real deal. They got weapons in Hyatt. They got weapons with Cedric Tillman. He didn't even play. Uh, um, more. Yeah, McCoy, um, Hyatt, Cedric Tillman. Their running game was good. Their their O line blocked well. Um, their passing game is not good, but look, their defensive line is good enough to kind of cover that up some. Their defensive front is good enough to to take care of that. Um, they Jayden rotate. Five times. They Zach Jaden five. Well, look, they rotate twelve guys. Zach twelve. At the defensive line, a lot of depth. Say it one of, more time. A lot of fresh. Twelve. Fresh. Yeah, it's a lot of guys. You got a lot of fresh legs rotating in and out on the defensive line. They're not just freshmen, sophomore. Some of them are very veteran guys. In fact, most of them are veteran guys. So you have veteran guys, fresh legs rotating continuously, continually applying pressure. And Saturday, you realized how how massive of a loss it was. For Will Campbell to, to to be out that game, I mean it was yeah. huge. Zach, how many times? Oh, and Garrett Dellinger. Once he went down, it, it, the left side was atrocious. I mean it was it was it was bad. It was bad. It was terrible. How many times did you watch the defensive tackle line up, and then as soon as the ball was snapped, he would go right. He would collect the the guard essentially with him. Shifting the tackle out wider, the defensive end would line up from the from the original before the snap. He would line up wide. The defensive tackle would go right, take the guard and the tackle out, create a gap, and the defensive end would wrap around and have a I mean just a straight shot at Jaden. I, I saw it two or three times. It was the yeah. same exact stunt. Twist I mean, start. Yep. It was the same exact stunt, and it ate them alive. I mean, it ate them alive. I mean, they got absolutely. Bart on the left side several times. Yeah. Um, the guard so would get really occupied with defensive tackle and get swamped up with the tackle as well. And like you said, defensive end would wrap around. It was over. Yeah. yeah I mean, it was just a, he had a straight shot at, at Jaden several times and, and capitalized on it. Um, you had several. I mean, let's just be honest, Zach. You had several just coaching mistakes. Yes. And your yep. special teams continues to be a problem. A, a a a not a problem, a liability. A a game changing liability. Yep. To start off, Zach, and, and I know you 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 disagree with this a little bit and you may you may not anymore. There is enough analytics in football nowadays to understand when you win the toss, you defer. You defer. You take the possession after half. 
look, I understand this offense is fast. I understand this offense is going to score a lot of points. I get the idea of trying to be the first one to score. I get it. But your defense has been the one consistent thing in this year's team. Your defense has been consistently good. And to me, it feels like you're saying we don't trust our defense to go out here and get a stop possession number one so that we can have the extra possession at the second half. That, that's what it looks like to me. I, I, I understand you want to get a jump ahead, but you've got to trust what has been consistent on your team, and it was your defense. Yeah, Go out there and say, get me a stop. We'll get the ball up ball back and set yourself up for success and an extra possession in the second half. And it proved to be a fatal mistake because on the opening kickoff, special teams, which has continued to be a problem, another muffed kick tumbles right into the hands of a def- a, a, a Tennessee player's hands. And you set Tennessee's offense up right within the, the whatever, 25 yard line. And now they get the ball at half. I mean, it was, it's brutal. You defer. You defer. That's the number. That was the first coaching mistake. You defer the kick. You defer. I get if you're the first one to score, like your chances of winning go up like significantly. But look, this offense in Tennessee was going to score points. If you send the defense out there and they go up seven to nothing, so be it. You got to score more points than seven. You got to score more than seven. If they go out there and get you a stop, it's a it's it's a great start to the game. Now you get the half the second half possession. So that was coaching mistake number one, and then it proved fatal because of the mistake on special teams. You give them essentially six points, they punch it right in. You're you're immediately, I mean, Zach, keys to success. We said we I I said we had to start fast. You immediately, literally, immediately shoot yourself in the foot and get a terrible start, and you start slow. Yeah. I mean, immediately. Yep. You you, uh, you almost lost the game on the opening kickoff. I mean, <laughs> and then you you turn around, you get a three and out. Which, because Tayshawn dropped the ball. Again, your offense is not consistent. Why do you want to send them out there as the first possession? I feel like the first offensive possession proved as to why you don't take the kick. You trust your defense, which has been more consistent. Anyways, you I digress. It was a stupid mistake. Quit taking the ball. Quit taking the ball. If you win the toss, defer. You go three and out. And then special teams. Once again, the coverage on special teams was, was horrendous. Poor. Horrendous. You get an awesome punt from Jay Bramlett. Now, the, the, the thing is, is like you kicked it into the wind. You know, maybe the ball got back there too fast. Your coverage, you know, doesn't get loose from their blocks fast enough to get down there and get him, whatever it may be. I don't care. The The speed of the kick I know is part of it, but it doesn't need to be your excuse as to why the coverage failed so poorly. So, again, you get like a 58-yard return, yard return or 48-yard return on this punt right back at the 25-yard line again. Thankfully, guess what? Your defense – bows its neck and keeps them out of the end zone and you hold them to 10 points. You're still in the game. After these crucial mistakes, you're still in the game. And then after that, I mean, it can just continue to unravel, Zach. Uh, I mean, failed fourth down attempts, 
the 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 choice not to kick the field goal, uh, the chip shot field goal, um, the 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 drop pass by by I don't want to point out any one player because this is not one player's fault. I, I mean, truthfully and honestly, this this loss lays at the feet of the coaching. Yep. Um, your you know the drop pass that could have changed this game from I, I mean your defense you went down twenty to nothing. You went down twenty to nothing, and all reality, your defense uh, didn't play bad. You just put your defense in bad situations because of your yeah. special teams. Agreed. Um, your offense starts slow again. You don't score points, but your offense finally gets going. You have a great drive. What was it? A ninety, a ninety-seven yard drive. Something like that, ninety-seven, ninety-four. Yard drive. It's twenty to seven. Your defense gets you a stop. You get yep. a stop. Now you have a chance before the half to go down, score, and be right back in this ball game. The drop pass to Dre Jenkins, brutal, brutal. Yeah, it was it was a touchdown. I mean, it was, it was green tipped. grass, man. It was six. I understand it was tipped, and yes, does he get a little bit of an excuse for that? Sure, sure. Like when it hits you in the hands as a as a college. Receiver, you gotta grab it, and this also goes back to Kayshawn. I understand the ball's a little bit behind him, but look, if it's right here, you gotta and make you're it. a college receiver at LSU, you gotta catch the football. I understand Jaden's can do a better job at, at leading the receiver 100%. 100%. If you're a college football receiver at LSU, you gotta catch this, yeah. and you gotta catch this right here. I know you can't see it. I don't know if y'all can see it, but you got to catch this. <laughs> yeah, you, you just got, got to. to. And they didn't. They could have been. They didn't help out their quarterback, which is what Brian Kelly said they needed to do last week. It could have been twenty to fourteen. And if you take the three points, it could have been twenty to seventeen. And you're in this game. Yeah. And the crowd stays in the game. Boy, that was embarrassing. I mean, your crowd left. Left. Yep. <sighs> you could argue, Reagan, that you can argue. I, I, I thought about this a lot today. You can argue that special teams cost you 10 points, a 10-point yep. swing, and that coaching decisions – cost you a 13-point swing. Yeah. You had the fumble. And I, and I think the, the special teams goes back to coaching, too. You had, so you could argue, let's just put it together, that special teams and coaching cost yeah. you 23 points in this game. Yeah. Here's why. You had the fumbled kickoff. That's seven. You had the terrible execution on punt return coverage. That's 10. You had the decision to not kick the field goal and take the points when they went for it on fourth down. That's 13. You had the decision to go for it in your own territory on fourth and long, and the next play they throw the 45-yarder to, to uh, in the corner of the end zone. That's 20. Then you have the decision before the end of the first half to go for it on fourth and 10 
And basically, as soon as they didn't, as soon as they decided to go for it, I said, yeah, they don't three. get the state. You're giving them yeah, three right. points. You're giving them three. There's the 23. 23 points. I, I understand that's a lot of what ifs. That is a lot of what ifs. But those were critical mistakes and critical decisions that made this game as lopsided as it was. Because I guarantee you, if LSU and Tennessee play that game 10 times, that score only happens one it, this one time, maybe twice, maybe. But the reason it you was don't as make lopsided, <laughs> the reason it, it was as, as lopsided as it was, was because of how poorly special teams executed and the coaching decisions that were made. And Brian Kelly made it very well known. He said it multiple, multiple times. Put it on himself. Yeah. And the coach put it on himself and the coaching. And I'm I'm happy that he did that because right it, is, so. it right is on him so. and the coaching. And it's right on Brian so. Polian. Brian Polian gotta get it right. He's gotta get gotta it right. Get it. Or, you're get it right. or you're gone. Or you're gone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it continues throughout the rest of the season, he might be looking for another job. I mean, I, it seems harsh to say, but that is the reality. If this continues for the rest of the season, there really is no excuse to keep him. So, I it was also it was hard to watch Reagan. For me, this goes back again to why do you not trust your defense? Why? Why do you not? All the fourth down calls. Why are you so afraid? I get the offense is a is a prolific or I just totally botched that. I mean, it's a it's a tough offense to prolific. stop. It's a prolific. Yes, it is a very prolific offense. They score. They go fast. But that has been your consistent. Why do you go for it on fourth down so many times and 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 almost say I don't trust our defense to go stop them? Maybe when it has been the thing that's been consistent. Maybe it was that they decided to go for on fourth down because they did trust the defense to hold. I haven't thought about that, but, but that, maybe that's a potential. No, because Brian Kelly said in the in the interview, I, I can't remember if it was the halftime interview or the post press conference interview. Somebody asked him about the decision to go on fourth down, and he said it's because their offense. We got to keep up with their scoring. That's what he said. So what he's saying that, is we don't trust our defense. Playing, and you got wrapped up in playing hypo ball. Yes, I mean you're out coached. You, you have to trust what has been consistent and what's been good in your defense. Okay, it's fourth down. In your own territory, punt the ball, pin them back. Make it harder for this team who is good at scoring to score. Make them go further against the defense that has been consistent for you all year. Don't give it your, your defense a short field, a tough situation, when you already did it to them twice at the beginning of the game, and in trust in and trust in an offense that has been inconsistent on fourth and long, yes, it just doesn't make sense. You, okay, you you missed the pass to Jeray. The the it could, should have been fourteen to twenty, but it isn't. Okay, so be it. Don't force the issue and make the situation worse by going for it on fourth and ten when there's too much time on the clock. For them to go get three more points, punt the ball, try to pin them back, make them work the field with all, with the limited time that they have, and hopefully they don't get it. But instead, you go for it, you don't get it, 
You put them almost practically in field goal territory. They make two or three passes, and they're there. They kick the field goal. It's 23-7 to now instead of 20-7 to or 20-14. to I just – the coaching decisions were, were, were rough. They really were. And Very I hope, frustrating. I hope that they learn from these mistakes. Brian Kelly needs to learn from these mistakes. And he admitted that. I think Brian Kelly is going to be a great coach, and I, I do think he's going to win a national championship at LSU. But I think in this per- particular game, this specific game, his judgment was clouded by the fact that Tennessee's offense scores so fast and moves so fast, so much so that he did not trust in his team's ability, that like his strengths within his team, to call the game better. Yeah. I think he panicked. I think he rushed things. I think he forced things to try to make something happen when it just wasn't there. You got you had to play more conservative in this game, and he played overly aggressive with an offense that was very good for Tennessee, and you gave them way better opportunities to score than what could have been. It was really bad. It was really bad. And I think this falls on the coaching because I think this team could have played that team way closer than it was. Way closer. Yeah, I agree. Um, you 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 made those crucial mistakes, so it became a blowout. So you took the crowd out of it. The crowd begins to leave. the The wind is taken out of your sails, and it it was a blowout. It was a rout. If you don't make those decisions, you trust your team. Maybe the defense comes up with some big stops. Maybe the defense comes up with some big turnovers, guys. Did we miss – I mean, we forget about the the hit that Greg Brooks laid on Hendon Hooker. Yeah, dude. That, that is was, why. That awesome. That very play is why you trust that defense. That was a fantastic play. The running back completely missed it. And Greg Brooks ran completely free and wide open and laid Hendon Hooker down. And the ball came loose. Now, I know the running back picked it up and picked up two yards – but that's not going to happen every time. Your defense yeah. is good. They they wreak havoc. Allow them to do what they do good. Trust your defense to get stops and make smarter decisions on the offense to set you up for success. Yeah. It it, it, it was on coaching. I mean, bottom line, it was on coaching. And also, I mean, when you went and looked like when you – I remember going back and looking at the box score, things in the second half, like – or at the end of the first half, like LSU was kind of dominating, like on statistically, uh, statistically yeah. they were they were dominating. Now I know at the end of the game, it didn't it didn't end up being that way, um, but you know like LSU like was winning on on the yardage stick. They're winning in time of possession. They were they're winning on a lot of things. More first pass downs, yards. pass yards, third down conversions. Like they had everything. They had the, the only thing they were losing on was the turnovers. Um, and obviously the, the special teams, you can't really record that those stats, but you know, they were getting brutal, brutally beaten on the special team side of the ball, but you know, things weren't, weren't so bad, but yeah, Reagan, I have to agree. I think, I think unfortunately the coaching put LSU's defense, um, in a really tough situations and you know, this defense, like, they hung 40 on us, but really, like, you can, when you look at the really entire whole sum yeah. of the game, like, the defense is a whole lot better. 
than what the scoreboard shows. Absolutely. Uh, and I think the defense performed a whole lot better than what the scoreboard showed on Saturday. Um, they are going to have to regroup and um, and and get ready soon because you got a tough test going, Florida. Of course, we'll preview that this upcoming Friday. Um, but Reagan, I did want to mention this. I don't, I don't know. Did we, did we discuss the 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 team meeting that Makai Garner held? Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't see yes. any of that. Makai Garner. Um, they discussed it. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, there was a team meeting. Uh, Makai Garner let everybody know that uh, the veterans had a team meetings. Um, I'm trying to find it here on Twitter where I can show y'all exactly. Well, well, speaking, well, speaking of team meetings real quick while you look for that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, you know, the, they had the team meeting with the, with the receivers last week, Jay Daniels. And I, if there's a positive from this, I will say this. Number one, the people who keep trying to blame it on Jay Daniels are – I don't, I don't know what you're watching. He threw for 300 yards. Threw for 300 yards. And Jaden began. wasn't his fault. The the interception wasn't his fault. But what I'm saying is after that team meeting, Jaden did trust his receivers more this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Jaden began to throw. He threw it into some tight windows on, on Saturday. He the let it The BTJ on the sideline? Yeah. Or, or maybe yep. it might have been Jarek. It was either BTJ or Jure, but it was like me and Ray were like, ooh, like, ooh, that was scary. Like, he, yeah, he thought it was going to be started, Yeah, he be, it looked like as, as if Jaden trusted his receivers more and let the ball fly. He, he threw for over 300 yards or three hundred. maybe it was exactly 300 yards. It was exactly 300. But the dude threw for 300 yards. It looked a lot better. He let the ball out of his hand a lot better, I think. Um, and so that was really encouraging. It really was. And, and I think – you know, going forward, that may be something you can build on. Now, I will say the running, the, the run game was just not there, and so you kind of were one, you were one dimensional on offense uh, because your rushing was was, was pitiful. I mean, T- Dennis, Tennessee's defensive front was too much for LSU's run game, especially considering the offensive line uh, being changed, and you're running out there, you're sixth different offensive line on the sixth game of the season. So um, your running game wasn't there, there, but thankfully the the passing game looked like – it looked as if um, Jaden trusted his receivers more and put it in some tight windows, and they made some plays. So it was good. So it was Shea Dixon uh, that posted it at uh, around 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, He said, Makai Garner said team team leaders had a players-only meeting Monday after the loss, he said the message was the lopsided result plus their execution was unacceptable. Garner said they started with special teams, then poured into the rest. He said it was a great reset for the t- the team. Yeah, um, I got. I, I mean, I got to be honest. Um, I I really and and this may be looking ahead a little bit. Um, I really think the, 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 that LSU can respond really well this weekend. In fact, I think this is a – people may disagree with me with this, um, but after getting punched in the mouth in a home game and getting absolutely routed, it would be really, really stinking good for this team to go on the road and get a a, a win in the swamp. Yeah. Um, 
I think that this team is actually going to respond very well. I think you're going to see a very good game this weekend out of LSU. And I think that's kind of looking ahead a little bit. I mean, I mean, it's it's Tuesday, but um, I do. I, I think LSU responds very well. I, I, I think um, that uh, the defense is going to play great. I think the offense is now with now with this looks to be new trust in his receivers with Jaden, um, and I think the run game will get going a little bit better against against Florida than it did against Tennessee. Uh, I think we're going to see a really good game on Saturday, LSU, and, yeah. I, and ultimately I think they win. Uh, but we'll get into more detail about that uh, on Friday. But I do think they respond well, and I and I hope that this players yeah, meeting is fruitful. Um, Look, I I picked Tennessee to win. I was the only one to pick Tennessee to win. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and and let it be known early on too. And like you said, we'll get into it more on Friday. But um, I'm picking LSU to win this game too. I, I am. I feel confident in this game. Um, didn't feel confident against Tennessee. Didn't really feel confident about it at all. Um, unfortunately, what I was the most unconfident a bit uh, about ended up being pretty pretty okay. Yeah. The, the passing game for LSU, 300 yards. Uh, and like I said, the, the pick really wasn't his fault. It literally, Malik Neighbors went up, high pointed the ball. It literally hits him in the hands. Literally hits him in the hands, and the ball falls from hitting in his from hitting his hands straight down. And because Malik Neighbors beat him, I mean he he's up. He 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 went high pointed the ball. The ball. He, was, he was above the DB, hits him square in the hands, and drops down into the DB's hands. And the DB's like, oh, like oh, you dropped it, and here it is. That's not on Jaden. That's on Malik Neighbors. He's got to catch that ball. Um, and unfortunately, uh, that'll go against Jaden. But um, so yeah, I, I feel as as hard as it was to watch this past weekend, um, I don't think it is evident of what this LSU team really is and what they're really capable right, of. Right. Right. And I, I feel more confident going into Florida. Uh, really wasn't confident about this Tennessee game. But I definitely feel more confident heading into this weekend. All right, Zach, we need to hit a quick break, and we'll discuss a little bit more about what maybe the Tigers need to fix this coming weekend. Uh, well, what they need to fix in general uh, from what you saw this past weekend, uh, and we'll discuss that right after this break. Five Star Hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem and at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Five Star Hero. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens. Attorney at law. All right, we're right back here with the final segment. You know, we need to discuss some things to fix. What does LSU need to fix? Zach, what do they need to fix uh, to, to have some success moving forward? I mean, obviously, look, Tennessee was the better team this past weekend. You just were the better team. Uh, LSU, I mean, uh, Tennessee was expected to win. They did. They did so in, in dramatic fashion and dominant fashion. Um and it is what it is. LSU has a lot to fix. What does that need to be, Zach? First off, I do want to say this, and I think this goes along with fixing some things. 
Um, Harold Perkins needs to stay on the field. I understand what Brian Kelly was talking about and discussing when, when he was asked about it. Uh, he was asked about, I think it was in his Monday press conference. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he said that they were running because of the offense that Tennessee was running, that they stayed in a base nickel and they didn't want to kick Harold Perkins back inside um, because he was doing so well at the Sam linebacker. Look, Harold Perkins, I can argue, is probably maybe your best linebacker. Uh, maybe Micah Bassford will probably have something to say about that. But from my eyes and what I've seen, Harold Perkins has probably been your number one, number two linebacker. Um, he doesn't probably need to come your most impactful. It's probably uh, the, yeah, probably the most sure. impactful guy. Like big play guy. Don't take him off the field, even if I, I understand. But I think I think LSU would have done well to keep him on the field because <laughs> Greg Penn and when Mike was in there, they struggled. They, they did. Um, and so I want to see Harold Perkins in there a lot more, um, no matter what the situation is. I want to see him in there because um, he is just too good of a player to be sitting on the sidelines as much as he did against Tennessee. Um this seems pretty much of a cliche at this point because it's been talked about at nauseum. Special teams, you have got to do something on special teams. You've got to get a heartbeat on special teams. Um, the only thing that has been good so far outside of one bad punt against Florida State has been Jay, Jay Bramlett. Jay Bramlett's done done great. He's he's kicked balls, <laughs> paws, um, <laughs> He's 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 done really well at punting the ball. He's yeah. done really really good job. Um, the coverage, not at all. The coverage has not been good. Not on kickoffs. Now kickoffs have been a little bit better since I think Nathan Dibbert has started to do kickoffs and he's been kicking them out out and having touchbacks uh, a lot more frequently. Um, but the coverage has been on both kickoffs and and punt returns have been absolutely. Horrendous. You have got to got to get that cleaned up. And I understand LSU's kind of limited with who they have out there right now. A lot of those guys that are out there are starters and guys that are putting in a lot of valuable minutes. But I mean that's that's how bad the situation is with LSU's scholarship situation. And it's also but it's also nerve wracking because you have a lot of guys that are out there playing that are really big important players that are starters on your offense and on your defense yeah. that yeah. play major roles. And it's a concern because they could get hurt. I mean, you saw seven banks get hurt on a kickoff play. I mean, he, he was one of your going to be your major contributing factors in the quarterback room. And as soon as he gets back from injury, he's, he's having to go play on special teams because they don't have the, uh, the depth and the amount of guys there to, to, to throw out the freshmen and and, and sophomores and walk-ons. They, they just don't. And so you've got to get that cleaned up. That's definitely been the most frustrating thing to me. Um, the second most frustrating thing to me has been the drops. And it continued this weekend. It wasn't as bad as it was against Auburn, but it continued this weekend against Tennessee in two spots yeah. where you really needed it. On the very first drive, when you when you got to go answer – after the after the muffed kick kick return, 
You got to go answer. Kayshawn drops the ball. Whenever you have a chance to make it close before halftime, I understand it was tipped. Dre Jenkins doesn't catch the ball. He drops the ball. Hits him in the hands, doesn't catch it. You gotta, you gotta do better at at catching the ball, and and maybe a little bit of this is on Coach Hankton, um, to uh, do a better job of coaching these guys, and, and maybe doing some more drills that help these guys catching traffic, uh, and 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 catching balls that are not perfectly thrown at their chest or at their at their face mask, balls that are thrown a little bit out of out of reach. They're gonna have to do something to clean that up because. I'm pretty sure they are number one or number two in the nation in drops, and that cannot happen. It literally cannot happen with this offense. It, yeah. um, you have to clean that up uh, moving forward. That's that's the biggest things that I have, Reagan. I, I'm sure you have some other things. Um, I know I didn't hit on a whole lot defensively that LSU needs to clean up, but most uh, mostly it's that those have been the big biggest things for me. Yeah, I don't know if there's much defensively you got to clean up <laughs> keep doing what you've been doing uh be consistent with what you've been doing um i think you got to clean up some coaching mistakes and, and we've discussed that and it's been discussed a lot with you know lsu this past week and brian kelly and kind of beat beat that uh got to coach them better uh and he's right 100 percent um there has to be a a, a better in-game decision-making process. I know they have this analytical book on the sideline to do such and such. And, hey, trust the guys. Trust your players to to do their job. Don't put yourself in compromising situations to where you can hurt yourself more. Um, and you did that this past weekend a lot. For sure. Um, so the coaching decisions have got to, to be fixed. Um and, and that falls ultimately on Brian Kelly because he's the one who ultimately makes the decision on whether to go, whether to not go, you know, all those things. Um, it's got to be better. It's got to be better. Um, and, yeah, I got to agree. The special teams, I, I don't know how often you could say you got to fix the special teams before maybe at the end of the year there's just a decision to fix it another by going another direction. Um, so – Maybe that maybe it doesn't ever get fixed, and maybe that's what happened this off season. Um, but it, it you cannot continue to make such massive mistakes on special teams. I mean, LSU has been so spoiled by good special teams for quite some time now with with uh, Greg McMahon uh, as the coach. Great. Bring McMahon back. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, such a great special teams coach. You never had to worry about it. You, you didn't even think about it. Zach, every time we, we have a ball kicked to us, I, I'm nervous as all get out. Yep. Every time we do a special teams, like the anxiety's through the roof for me. I've just, every time, you know, we go to, we go to, punt return. I'm like, oh man, please. Oh, for the love of please all. Please Field it cleanly. <laughs> Catch the ball. Don't go chasing the ball and jump on it randomly. Don't like, <laughs> like all of these things. Don't catch don't it at the yard line. yard line. Yes. Don't fair catch it on whatever. Like it, it even when we're bunting, I'm nervous. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. 
I hope I hope it's just start kicking it out of bounds at some point. <laughs> I, I mean, it's got to get better because I, I mean, I'm so nervous every single time we do special teams, it's nerve wracking. Um, so yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. The special teams got to get better. The coaching the coaching decisions get better. We'll see how they respond this week. I I, I do have confidence that they respond strongly. Uh, I. The, the thing with this team is clearly uh, there is some leadership that has been built up that is that is obvious. Uh, I think there's also some uh, the culture that Brian Kelly has began to establish about taking you know responsibility, accountability, all of those things that were preached in the offseason. You see these things, right? Uh, the against Auburn, the passing game was inexcusable. They have a player meeting. They discuss it. They, you know, whatever. Um, this past weekend, they were displeased with their performance. They discuss it. There's a player meeting. There's responsibility. There's accountability. They're holding each other to a higher standard. Um, and that's awesome. Instead of it, you know, folding in on each other and there being, you know, uh, clashing and finger pointing, there is, you know, let's evaluate ourselves. What are we doing? How can we correct it? You know. Um, and I love that about that. That's culture. That is, that is a culture that's being built, and that's a great trait to have uh, for when things like this happen. Okay, yeah. whoa, you know, we got something wrong. What are we doing wrong, right? Not, oh, it was you, or you got to do this better, or, you know, fights in the locker room, fights on the sidelines, you know, you know, inter-squad problems, all of this crap. Uh, there's responsibility being taken and they're displeased and they think what, what they just did was inexcusable and unacceptable. And I love to see that. Um, so we'll see uh, this coming Saturday, uh, you know, if they make those adjustments, if, if the coaching doesn't put yourself in compromising situations, if maybe special teams does something different, I don't know. Um, but, We'll see. Uh, you you got to get right quick because you got to play forward in the swamp. So, yep. All right, Zach, let's hit a quick break and then we'll come right back after this and we will wrap the show up. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, guys, it's been a good show discussing, uh, obviously, not a great weekend. Uh, but as always, we, we enjoy uh, coming on here, discussing uh, what has happened, um, and discussing LSU sports because we love LSU sports. Um, one thing we haven't mentioned, uh, Zach, I know you're, you're listening in the background there, uh, is, Hey, we're, we're less than a month away from LSU basketball. You know, we got to start getting excited about LSU basketball, obviously new era with Matt McMahon, uh, Kim Mulkey kicks off her second year with a very talented squad. So when you start looking forward to that season, we're, we're talking a little early about baseball here, football, uh, uh, basketball is right around the corner here. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of excited about uh, Matt McMahon's first year and Mulkey's second year. I think I think that Mulkey could have a pretty special team. Uh, look out for the Lady Tigers this year. All right, guys, it's been a great show. Uh, we'll catch you here on Friday night to discuss uh, the upcoming big game in the Swamp this weekend. 
We'll see you then here in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace. Who that, who that five star? Who that, who that five star? And the LSU Tigers, LSU Tigers. Who that, who that five star?